You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. to the You Can Mentor podcast. My name is Joshua Manning. We've got something really special for you guys today. We've been hinting at it kind of all summer. As you know, we just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago the Why I Mentor series where I went and I interviewed all of the coaches at Forerunner Mentoring in Dallas. They all have their own episodes. So if you've missed those, definitely go back to the last couple of months and listen to that. There's been some really really awesome conversations about a wide range of things. None of them went any way I thought it was going to go. I sent them an outline and then most of them we never actually used the outline. So that was that was just a really cool experience. Today we have something really special. We have not one, not two, not even three guests like we did last week. We had Stephen, Beth and Caitlin. But this week we have almost all of the, the coaches from last year's after school program on the podcast today. We got Holden Royal. Holden, what's up? Hello. <laughs> we got Ryan Raleigh. Ryan, what's, what's up? going on? What's up? Doing what's good. Up? Chilling. Doing good. Chilling. All right. We got Joel McMillan. The time is now. <laughs> you can't see me because we're on the podcast, but the time is now. All right. All right. I like it. And then we also have Jamari Malloy. Hi. Hey, Jamari. What's up? Hi. Malloy. Unfortunately, we, tr- we tried so hard to get everybody in the same room at the same time, but I, I've learned that the logistics be- behind scheduling people gets more complicated the more people you add in. Like it gets exponentially more difficult. So Mm -hmm. JT was supposed to join us today. He had to work last second at his other job. He may come in in the middle of this recording. We don't know yet, but Caitlin was also supposed supposed to join us. She then had to go and get a full-time job at Forerunner. And so that kind of occupied her. She's not available. Caitlin, we miss you. JT, we miss you. And then the other voice that we're missing right now is we are missing Taj because he's out of town all month long. And we pushed, we pushed recording this as long as we possibly could to allow time for everybody to, to schedule their schedules to sync. And we just, well, it's the, it's the best case scenario we've got. So we we're missing Caitlin. We're missing JT. We're missing Taj. But that's okay. We've got everybody else. It's going to be a really interesting conversation, <laughs> mostly because I have no idea where this conversation is going. So, yeah, it's not planned. It's completely unhinged. It's just the what six of us. Yeah, the six of us just hanging out, talking, you know, doing and talking about mentoring and talking about whatever for, I don't know, the next 
two hours or so. So if you haven't already sit back, grab grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. This is not one you're going to listen to at work or on your commute. It's just going to be way too long and you're probably going to be laughing way too hard because well, that's that's who we are is we just love to have fun. So sit back, enjoy a cup of tea or coffee or whatever it is that you are drinking and we'll get into it. So the first thing I've got today is, well, just I want to check in with all y'all and see where y'all been, what you've been doing, what's coming up for you, because I mean, I haven't seen most of you since May or early June. So opening the floor, Holden, Ryan, Joel, Jamari, what are y'all, what have y'all been up to? Where are you going? What have you been doing? That kind of stuff. Yeah, I've just been reading. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a whole lot. Yeah, there's I mean, I went with Forerunner for their like rites of passage. The older guys that went through Forerunner. Oh, you got to go on that. Yeah, so I went went through that a couple of weeks ago and then I have another like job trip later, but between those and never since Forerunner ending ended, it's been mostly reading and then seminary starts again in August, so I'll be doing that. What kinds of things have you been reading? And what's what's been the favorite or the best book you've read so far? Oh, the best? That's or, really hard. I'll just say the most recent. I, I, I went to Branson with my in-laws last week. And on the way up there, I read through Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis, which is about a lot of different, about a lot of different things. But it's a it's a retelling of an older story about some characters called Psych, and normally it has Cupid in there as well. But it's a it's a retelling where he kind of deals with the idea that men are prone to stand on the earth and shake their fist at God and wonder why things aren't going their way. Super good, super good. Yeah, but got really that's like the first time I've gotten really entrenched in a in a book or in a like fiction book hmm. in a long time. So it was really good. And you said that it. one was by CS Lewis, right? Yeah. Okay. So kind of same realm ish as Chronicles of Narnia. It's different in the sense that it's not like a direct allegory to any biblical story because like in this fictional land, it's all like based around paganism and rituals and okay. it's a much darker story and they deal with much darker themes than is in Chronicles of Narnia, but, but he also is able to deal with more like, it's kind of easier to be super direct Hmm. in this sense. I think more so than Chronicles of Narnia, but it just, it deals with darker themes than the biblical narrative. Well, than the biblical narrative in the way that CS Lewis is telling it in Narnia. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds interesting. Super good. I think I'll have to check that out. Read it. I mean, I'm always into like fiction (laughs) novels. I actually prefer fiction over nonfiction. It's super Uh, good. Yeah. So I I think I'll have to check that one out. Do let me know your thoughts. Ryan, where have you been? What have you been up to? Man, I've just been like really chilling this summer. I got an opportunity just to not work, which has been amazing. Yeah. And like a summer to relax. Yes. And almost somebody actually offered to pay my rent for all of summer. Wow. So yeah. So it was just the Lord telling me to slow down. And so nice. I slowed down a lot. I've been reading a lot and meeting with a lot of people, getting to meet with people that I usually wouldn't meet with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just I've been loved on by the Lord in this season. And I've just been able to do that for other people like time in time out. And then this ministry that I'm a part of at college, just doing a lot of planning for that in the next coming seasons. 
and it's just a lot more planning than I thought it would be, but it's really good and really sweet. So I've just been reading, hanging out with people and going to meetings for that. So nice. It's been an awesome summer. Yeah. It sounds nice and relaxing. Yes, it has been. It has been. It's been super nice. <laughs> Something I wish I yeah. had because I have like not stopped all summer between moving and shows and yes. travel. And I know you're going, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah. going. I mean, I had to. I didn't have to. I, I scheduled all y'all's episodes. I think everybody in here recorded here. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody recorded over here at Antioch. So yeah, I think Caitlin. Yeah, Caitlin is the only coach and Taj that was at the Forerunner. At Forerunner. At yeah. Forerunner. Everybody else was at, at Antioch. So that happened after after program ended. And then I, yeah, I flew to Phoenix at the end of June for a few days to work on a music festival, which was a lot of fun. Learned That's a awesome. lot of yeah. things. You know, and I, it's, I do it every year, but I learn something new every single year, which yeah. is why I keep going back, even though I don't really get paid to do it. I, I go out and I just like, I use it almost as like an internship where I'm just learning, That's you know, cool. anything I can about, you know, my craft. Right. And, and especially sound systems and really complex audio systems kind of thing. So learn some things, came back, implement them, um, implemented them at, at Antioch. And then in all of that, I was moving from flower mound to richardson so my yeah. commute has cut down from 45 minutes to 10 which has been That's really so nice, nice. Oh my gosh. you know it was really nice to wake up the sunday after i moved and not have to get up at 5 30 in the morning to be to leave the house at 6 to be at the church at 6 36 45 yeah. i woke up at like 6 and left the house <laughs> at 6 20 and i was like this is nice i could get yeah. used to this <laughs> so and then after shortly after that actually just got back yesterday from a family trip to utah where my family is oh, and that's cool got to hang out with them for a few days and that's about really the only time that i really relaxed and even that wasn't a lot of relaxing because my family doesn't know how to not jam pack the Mm. the itinerary for their trips yeah so that that's that's been my summer and very much looking forward to forerunner starting up next month and yeah training kicking back in and and getting to just strategize with darius and start implementing program again we i was just over the at forerunner today and talked with him a little bit about it we've got we've got some students that i'm well, like really excited to have in in That's my group cool. this year yeah. so i know y'all y'all know them so y'all I, I might be leaning on y'all on like <laughs> hey how do i like how do i handle this situation with this kid they're all angels all of them usually angels <laughs> <laughs> no i just caitlin even was already giving me the tea on some of them it'd be like hey this student <laughs> really feels loved when you do this i was like okay good to know, good to know i don't know i don't know if you can caitlin has a certain sway with the boys though. yeah that's true it doesn't matter how nice you are it just true. doesn't yeah caitlin gives strategy that only works for her right <laughs> <laughs> if you pull the boys out and you spend one-on-one time with them for an hour and a half they love it <laughs> it's like well all right except i can't do that right, right. you know i don't have five coaches to watch the rest of the group yeah, agreed i have one so joel what's going on with you over there and especially where are you going because we need to hit Uh-oh. that yeah so i am returning to alabama on august 1st Lane. to work <laughs> back at it's called alabama adult and teen challenge formerly known as teen challenge but just felt the green light from the lord to go back and kind of do what i was doing and work with my good friend who's also the director at the center and help guys you know get their lives take their lives back from yeah. the enemy and you know get off drugs and alcohol and all, all that stuff that they're bound to but this summer 
after you know after program we did the podcast yeah i played a lot of hockey <laughs> trying to get as much <laughs> hockey as i can because i knew i was going back to alabama or there's not a lot of hockey because alabama is a football state so playing a lot of hockey i played in a tournament that's local in dallas called the guns and hoses tournament and so it's like they get police and firemen from like all around the united states and they come to play in this tournament and they have like non-safety divisions so my team was the non-safety division and we played three games lost all three. Oh, so it didn't it, do very well we didn't do that great but, okay. I, but it was a blast like just playing hockey all the time like I don't know. It was like the first time when I was a kid, we'd have a tournament and you'd play like two games in a day. And so it just felt like I was a kid again. Like, you know, your day was focused around playing and, you know, it was just, it was just really fun. I also got to go with Coach Holden on the outdoor adventures trip, the rite of passage trip that we took. I was in Phoenix and if I wasn't in Phoenix, I would have 100% been there. Well, I mean, next year i'm going next year i defaulted to anyone that wanted to go because that I mean, is true you did it, it is literally like one of the best trips you could ever go on right just because it is fun you don't know what's going to happen next well and it's backpacking through colorado like where can you go wrong with that i mean if you're an outdoors person that's great you I'm, could get altitude sickness and throw up <laughs> in the middle of the night did I that happen to you yeah, after you eat yeah. 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 I, feel like jo- I feel like jamari has something to say story here like jamari has something to say oh there's a story I've been on the yeah, okay. <laughs> Except you weren't a coach. You were yeah. You were have, a student. You have the luxury to like take a shower. Like I, <laughs> I was like not. I couldn't take. I didn't take Wait, a shower. The, the boys that. definitely took a shower while we were there. What do you mean? Maybe they had a different area though. Wait, what? Did, no, what Jamari do you mean by that? It could be different. Wait, wait, what That's do you true. mean? No, no, How do you take you a shower mean? if you're backpacking through Colorado? No, no, no. Like we didn't go without a shower for like a couple of days, but like oh. when we got back to the cabin, we still couldn't take a shower until like the last. But why not? Day. Was that why your not? own choice, or be, did someone? No, tell no, no you? it wasn't my choice. It was their choice. Like they. Like, Whose choice? I don't know the people. Y'all yeah, must have been acting up or something. No, we didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, shower. I mean, if you all have the boys here. Attitude, you do not take a shower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you have a stinky what? attitude, you have to have a stinky body. <laughs> Is that exactly. What <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the boys okay. definitely wow. showered this last time. Sure. Okay, so who got altitude sickness? I got terrible altitude sickness. Did you? Yeah. yeah. The first night we were there. I ate some, you know, the freeze-dried beef stroganoff that you eat while you Ooh. while you camp. Well, that was your <laughs> first mistake. So I ate a. Well, it tasted. It was fine. It ta- didn't taste bad. It did it taste fine the second time? No, no. <laughs> um, and I got I I couldn't go to sleep, and so we like everyone kind of got in their tents probably around nine thirty that first night, and at like eleven, I got up out of my tent, and my I was laying down, and my heart rate was like. 125 beats per minute or something. Mm -hmm. My head was killing me and I got up and I said, I have to be sick or I have to be sick. No, no, no. I said, (laughs) I am sick. What should I, where should I go to throw up? Because (laughs) I didn't want like a bear or something to smell that and then come and then kill people. (laughs) You attracted to throw up? Oh, I don't know. Bears are attracted to a lot of things. (laughs) And so, so I, I went over somewhat away from the camp and, and, and spent some time over there. And then for the rest of the trip, because I had thrown all that up, I didn't want to eat like it just I didn't want to eat the freeze dried stuff again. Valid. And so the rest of the three days of hiking, I think I had like seven granola bars and two packs of tuna. And that's what I had for, you know, two and a half days after that. And and so. I mean, other than that, great time, great time. Uh, but that was. Do you feel like you came back a man? I was a man before I went on okay. the trip. But, 
came back. I, d- I came back a sunburned man, <laughs> for sure. Wow. Healed a lot after that. Well, that's that is a reference. I mean, it's the rite of passage trip, right? It's something we take on or take the boys on the, right, the right. upperclassmen of the yes. high school program for them to like make that transition definitely to manhood. That's where that that joke came definitely. from. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of assumed that people knew that and they don't know that. No, so because they don't. it probably just sounded like I was being wildly arrogant right, right there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. sorry. No, this is this is you can mentor, not right, forerunner right, mentor. Right, right. But it's, but it's closely almost, intertwined, but they are separate yeah, entities. Yeah, yeah. It's almost the same, though, for like a kid to go on the trip and an adult because like they tell you some of the things that you're going to do, but like you really have no idea, especially once you get hiking on the trail with the big backpack on your back. It's oh like, yeah, it's all, it's kind of grueling. Oh, the plane goes out the window. It's, it's grueling. It's grueling. <laughs> I mean, people like, you know, Joel was killing it. He, he really was. Of course he was. Well, yeah, I, that's because he's not killing it. Not killing it. I was, it was, I was, I was, hockey. It was I did get lightheaded though. Oh, that's Jim. true. Yeah. And he did carry another boy's pack for like a couple of hours. Oh, How heavy were these backpacks? Oh my well, my, ours was what like 35 to 40. His did, we took some of his stuff out of his bag. We did split a little bit But it's probably a good like 15 pounds after that. Right. Wow. And that's when I, that's so when I started 65, to get like 60 pounds on you. I believe yeah. I'm not good at math, but Joel's a superhuman. I mean, that's 50, but how far know, were y'all hiking each day? How many, how many the, miles? The way in and the way out <laughs> is nine miles. 35 each. To, okay. Fine. And then we did like a little day hike on the second day. That was like four miles with so, the packs or was it? It was a lighter packs, but okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Right. The, the, we didn't realize till later that if you stop, it's way worse. If you like, if you take a break while you're hiking to get back up after sitting down on a rock and to yeah. get going again is way worse than just muscling going. through. Yeah. 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 I've, I've noticed that my roommate and I go backpacking. We try to go backpacking a couple times a year and like we take a break at every mile mm. Oh, and it's not a long break. We've, we've actually figured out like the limit is about 10 minutes because after 10 minutes you cool down too much mm-hmm. and then you're right like it gets to that point where you're just like man i don't i don't want to get up. seven miles and you're like yeah. i don't want to get up i don't want to put this thing on again that kind of thing and so we we have to take those breaks but we we've learned that like 10 minutes is that sweet spot where it's like it's just enough time to like rest and recover and then not so long that you're like i really don't want to want to get up and we yeah. learned that the hard way by almost killing ourselves on a 23 mile hike in a day and a half. No we thanks. had to, we had to cut some of those miles out. We took some shortcuts to, yeah, it's a big loop. So we cut through like down some roads mm-hmm. and whatnot, but yeah, that one, we were both feeling that one. He, he did something to his ankle on that hike and couldn't walk for like a week. <laughs> And I got nice. so sick. Like this was over Labor Day weekend, so we didn't have program that Monday. That Tuesday, we got back Monday night, like super, like later than we wanted to. And I woke up Tuesday, and I was like, Darius, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I texted Darius. I was like, I have to call in sick. I feel like I got hit by a bus. <laughs> and then Steven sent me a text. He's like, So what did we learn about hiking 18 miles in one day? And I was like, Yeah, he's one to talk. Yeah, <laughs> right? tore his Achilles, <laughs> tore his Achilles. And then went on this hike, and then continued oh, wow. to do the hike. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good times. So Holden and Joel went on went on the yeah. The, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. All right. 
Jamari, we haven't heard you yet. What have you been up to? Where are you going? What are you doing? Literally, absolutely nothing. Like, I've Great. literally just been, like, sitting there. Wait, I have, like, I've been trying to find things to be productive at, but, like, other than that, like, literally nothing. I have been playing more 2K. If, you know, I, like, that's probably, that's probably the most productive thing I did, like. What, is playing 2K with JT? Oh. I've been productive. JT and Taj, if you're like listening to this, just know that I'm coming for you. Just, just know that. I hope oh, you're listening. I hope that sounds like a challenge. I've been, I've been training. I've been doing. I've been. Doing, oh, yeah? I've been doing what it do. So I just, I just hope. Somehow, you know. I still think they're going to wipe the floor no, with you. Not. No, they think they're better than me. They're not. Okay. I hope they listen to this. Have you won yet? Any? We're he not worried about has, wins and losses has, right now. Oh, we're, like, we're worried about progress. You gross, know, it's all about it's gotcha. about the journey. It's about that's growing. something losers say. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Is it a loser to want to? I'm just kidding. I'm just. Kidding. I don't think he was. Yeah, yeah. Answer that, Holden, huh? I didn't hear what you said. I was apologizing. I don't want to repeat myself. He said, <laughs> "Is it losing to want to grow?" Yeah. If you're not growing, yes. Is it losing to Ooh, want to grow? Good, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do you know you're growing? Oh, because. Yeah, simply wanting to grow, you could still be a loser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Like Not the, really. Just simply the desire to grow doesn't I really mean much. Because uh, everyone feels because, that. Because if I'm like, if I'm saying, yeah, I want to grow, and then like, you see little itty bitty, like, you know, little steps. I mean, sure. I'm, no, that's, yeah, growing. you're growing. Growth yeah. is growth. I was just saying innately the desire doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Not really. Mm. Sorry. Well, does anyone not want to grow? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. I, I can think of a few people off the top of my head who that genuinely, just genuinely like don't want to get better at anything. <laughs> yes. Are there, people like, are there people out there out like that in the world? Like yes, really there are. That's what, yeah, apparently I so. know some of them and it's heartbreaking. I'm like, how do you not want to learn things or not want to grow? Like sounds very sad. How can like sitting there playing Minecraft all day 2K? be exciting? I was, I was just going to throw shade at Jabari. How can sitting there playing Minecraft all day be like your lifestyle like and you're okay with this so. yeah, you, know, you know what it sounds like the they need jesus a mentor? Him too? what's that coach holding a mentor a mentor that's valid i mean I love that's it. valid okay. and way to bring the conversation back <laughs> to mentoring Joel, angel because we were not there yet <laughs> that's i love it that's true, I love a good mentor should definitely call you on your that could be a commercial call you on your stuff that could be like a forerunner commercial. Like, a forerunner? Ooh. Like, are you tired of sitting on the couch playing 2K and not doing anything <laughs> and just relaxing? Well, come on down to forerunner. You know, you're the mentor. Like, I feel like you're the mentor. Are you I have to. Are you a loser? <laughs> I'm the forerunner. Become a man, guys. Steven, we have, have your new marketing campaign, Steven. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Can you imagine? Is I your kid know. a loser? <laughs> you have to have parents go... Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is mentoring in 2015. Right, 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 right. Oh, no. Right. Oh, oh no. This God. is a trade wreck. <laughs> By the time they're like five years old, definitely a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, don't know. I think I think the problem is probably the opposite. It's the parents. No. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to say, you know, you tell, you tell enough kids they can be anything and it's not always... It's, it's always not true. always true. <laughs> every kid has potential. That potential is just different for every kid. Sure. Mm. It's true. Not every kid can be present. It's just not possible. That's true. Mm-hmm. But but mine will be. So Okay. Yours sure. will? <laughs> no. Please no. <laughs> oh wow. Oh my god. That would be pretty Speak life, Ryan. Let's normalize realistic <laughs> expectations. Yeah. Crazy so. Raleigh. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. Normal. You're gonna yeah. name your kid Raleigh though? 
That's, that's my last name. name. No, I know. That's, that's my last name. But no one calls them. They will. Probably I'd start like, calling him Raleigh I guess squared. They do call by their last name, not their first name. I'd that start calling him Raleigh squared. <laughs> Raleigh. How do we get here? I want to skip the junior and name my son the third. That does sound nice. Like just so I can like you can call him Trey. You can call him the third. I was supposed to be a third. I was supposed to be Richard the third. Did they? Why'd they change it? Like, it's a long story. Know? Yeah. Oh, but it's yeah. I can see the pain behind your eyes. <laughs> He's supposed to be a third. <laughs> no, I do not want to be Richard the Third. Why not? But that's that's such a cool name, I Richard the Third. Richard the. It is, but it's also not because like Richard Senior, Richard Junior, and then you're just Richard the Third. <laughs> that sounds stronger than Richard Raleigh the. Bro, Ryan. <laughs> that that is a name. Richard Raleigh, Raleigh the, the Third. third. <laughs> that's not bad. Okay, now I am. Don't have the free world. Sound better British. Yeah. Britishism, British Anise or something. Were you, gonna, were you going to give us a British accent, Jamari? Richard Brolin the third. Like it just sounds better like that. Like it just sounds better in British and economy. It, sure. I don't know. An English accent? Is that what you're looking for? No, like British. <laughs> no, like a British accent, like British Anise. You know, like British Anise is not a thing. <laughs> but like in British, it's not Anise, a language. Like, but like it's like an accent. Like it is, it's like a different like it's an English accent. It is? Yes. Yeah, no one calls what we speak here Americanese. True. But I people, feel like you can kind of like... <laughs> no, people... Jamar, people who accents. live in Great Britain live in England. Therefore, they speak English. <laughs> oh my God. Are you serious? Yes. Yo, what? See, this always, is a history lesson. I can't always tell if be he's growing. Always be growing. This is why we work at Forerunner. You know, always be growing. Grow you as know, you I go. Know that. I promise you, I'm not like dumb or anything. I just, well, uh, you're so no, smart. You're, you're so dumb. smart. Did you think that dumb. English originated in America? There's no yes. way you actually believe that. <laughs> Jamari, so, don't know. Are you serious? Honest. No, you didn't. I'm being 100% no, honest. No, you didn't. I, it's been a Integrity long time. Where did the people that came took- to America come from? No. I'll give you a hit. It's Great Britain. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow! It, I took a gap year, okay? So you know, <laughs> I took a gap that year. Doesn't so it's change like, anything. It's like you know, you know when you're you in took school. A, have like, you seen I took Hamilton? A gap year. I forgot no. math. Oh, okay. I forgot addition. Did you <laughs> take a gap year for all of history? <laughs> yeah. No. I just, t- just like, no, I took a gap senior year gap year. year. I stopped it was going an to school. Accidental gap year, gap year. If that makes sense. So like, it's like I didn't mean to not unlearn what I learned. If that does that, yeah. Okay. That okay. Well. England and Great Britain are the same place. They speak English in Great Britain because England. We got our language from them. So wow. They speak in an English accent. We speak in many different accents because we're America and we're huge. But we have like the southern accent, the Boston accent, the the Midwest accent. From the Bronx. From the Bronx. I, lo- I love New York accents. Oh yeah, they're gosh. crazy. I want to be New York. And, mm, oh, I was going to say New York and these, it, but it apparently, apparently you know, it's, I, I like New York accents. I wish I could be a New okay, Yorker. Okay, well, <laughs> let's get back to mentoring. Oh, sorry. Mentoring. Yes. <laughs> mentoring. Yeah. Men of told God. you, Josh. I told you. <laughs> I know. I, told I, you, I knew bro. this was going to be. It's like, if you invite Jamari, this thing's <laughs> gone. I, but I was just, I, I'm just learning. You're just being honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm the learner. Well, and you, yeah, I mean, uh-huh, mm-hmm. And yep. being honest is just a form of integrity, right? Yeah, integrity, <laughs> leadership and respect. Yep. Wait, what? Responsibility, humility, I mean, integrity. responsibility, <laughs> humility, integrity, leadership and respect. Yeah. 
but <laughs> I it. really where I was going with that is it's a form of integrity and we're kind of just diving into a similar talk we t- topic we talked about last week, which yes, that episode did go out late because I'm, you know, I was on vacation, so I was really struggling to get that out. So the guys here as we're recording this haven't actually heard that episode, but hopefully you guys have the we talked for like a solid hour in that episode just about integrity and like a really interesting kind of take on integrity of this idea of like everybody thinks about integrity being doing what you say you're going to do or telling the truth even when or like doing something even when nobody is looking that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but within that was another we looked at it from another lens of like this idea that integrity is those things yes physically and outward but inward having inward integrity is kind of this idea of like being willing to acknowledge where you are at and then with your mentees also being willing to admit to your mentees when you're not quote unquote the perfect mentor right and we're not talking necessarily about like confessing sins Mm -hmm. But this idea of like, you know, if you're having a hard day, rather than trying to kind of push through it and fake it and, and be happy and excited and, and all of these things that are draining, you know, when you're with your mentee, just being honest with them and being like, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not feeling it today. I'm still here. I still sh- showed up because I love you, but I'm like, I'm having a really hard day. So I need your help to like to help with this relationship as opposed to feeling like you have to carry that relationship. So it was a really interesting idea. I guess, you know, within that is just what y'all's thoughts are as you ponder that. If you have anything else you want to add to that, that kind of thing. At what age do you think that's, I guess my thought process is like the mentors that are in the K through six program. Yeah. Or I mean the, there's obviously because it's it's children and adults. They're so far away that I feel like the idea of like when you say, you know, I'm having a really rough day. I but I, I'm here because I love you, which I think is, is fine to say. I think it's I think you get less fruit from that the younger they are because there's le- like like when they're older, you can be more and more transparent because Kind of doing the little yeah. whole like I'm having a rough day because this this and this happened. Yeah, it's just like you're able to because kids are more emotionally aware the older that they yeah they grow up and so the older they get and so I guess I guess I have mixed feelings about that like the the idea of sharing yeah that kind of thing mostly because I think so much of what personally I would want to instill into a 15 year old boy is that you can find joy and peace outside of the circumstances surrounding a day right or a life and so but at the same time there's obvious cases where things get really difficult yeah so it's like there's i don't don't know i don't know where that balance lies of displaying the idea that i'm having a rough day but i have joy in the fact that i get to be here with you and i I get to be available for this relationship and yeah, it's a blessing from the Lord. And there's a, there's a kind of gratitude that goes along with that. But on the other side, you don't, you know, like you said, you don't want to fake it till you make it. That doesn't, doesn't, that's unhelpful as well because then it kids can tell. Right. Uh, Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. I have mixed feelings about what it looks like 
to be a mentor and to sometimes display character authentically, but at the same time, you it's almost like when I step into a relationship with a younger person in that way, it's like there's a calling up that God does inside of me where it's like, I'm going to be better than maybe I would normally mm-hmm. be. I mean, I think that's a part of like what, what it means to be a mentor or a pastor or a leader of any kind is there's this idea that there's a, there's a certain accountability and a certain calling up that comes with leading anything. Yeah. So I guess that's where my, I go back and forth on, on the, what it, yeah, I guess what, what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with yeah. transparency in a mentor, a, a direct mentor to mentee. Like it's established that this is the dynamic. Right. Well, and then so, I have two thoughts. One, it gets even more complicated when it's an after school program. For sure. Right. Because not only are we in this mentoring mentee relationship, but it's not a one on one mentoring mentee relationship, right. it's a one on 15 or whatever right. relationship. And so it is already harder to give that kind of one-on-one dynamic to every single student because you just can't. That's a reality of group mentoring is it's guide. It's shepherding them collectively right. more than it is leading down a single path behind you. So there's that aspect. And on top of that is the, the after school element of that in the sense that, we we have standards that we have to stick to mm-hmm. that are dis- are prescribed by the school district because sure. they let us be in the schools they let us pour into the students and work with us really really well but within that is there are guidelines that we can't cross and there are things that we can't talk about because the the school district has put that boundary in place and really? so that yeah there are there are legitimately some things that we can't talk about at the at the level that we're talking about right oh, okay. so things like you know if one of the things that we've been at least in the junior high have really been navigating working through fig- figuring out what it looks like whatever descriptive description you want to use mm-hmm. is getting more conversations about sex into our curriculum at the junior high because i mean 13, 14 years old is the age in which most addictions to pornography or sex or lust or whatever tend to start. And the average age of exposure is getting earlier and earlier and earlier, right? Right. I think Holden, you and I were talking about this, or maybe it was Joel. I don't remember which one. Holden, yeah. So like that average age of exposure is getting earlier and earlier and earlier. Right. And especially with our students who don't have father figures in the home who, you know, it, it, does tend to fall on the father to be having this conversation. If they don't have a father in the home, then they're not getting that conversation. They're learning that from the world, which is through porn. And we've, there's study after study after study and even personal experience in the mentoring group at forerunner of how destructive an addiction like that is. Sure. And so with us in the junior high, it's like, we want to, equip our students with the tools they need for emotional awareness, for processing, for the things that like to be able to process the things that they would otherwise try to medicate through those negative coping behaviors. Right. And so there's a very fine line for us of like, what can we talk about? What can't we talk about? Right. Can we talk about our personal journeys? Can we not talk about our personal journeys? Right. Things like that. And there's, 
like I said, there's that fine line because the school district has already stated like, you know, you can't talk about in detail, which we wouldn't anyway. Sure. But you can't talk about in detail, like your own personal life. Right. And I've had students ask me very, very personal questions, which I would otherwise be open to answer. And I'm just like, I can't tell you, I can't answer your question. Not that I don't want to, but because I literally like, I am not allowed to. Hmm. Yeah. I will like, we have policies in place that prevent me from answering this question kind of thing. So it does get a little, more tricky with with group mentoring and being in an after school program of like how personal do you get but i still think there is a value in for example like you know we we see these kids five days a week not all of those days are going to be sunshine sunshine and rainbows right it's there are going to be days that are going to be rough there are going to be days where you're just like i'm not feeling this and caitlin and i and steven and beth talked about this last week but you know, I think there is a value in even in those days, like just going in at the beginning of the day and being like, look, guys, like I'm having a hard day. Maybe you don't have to say wh- exactly why, but mm. I'm having a hard day. I can't teach you if you're not going to work with me kind of thing. Gotcha. And just being yeah. honest with them. I think there's a level of integrity there as well as it shows the students one that it's okay to be feeling these this way, Sure. but also like we're showing them through our actions how to navigate a situation that they may that they'll probably experience at some point in their life sure right so it's it's mentoring by by living out this life of integrity it's like it's mentoring through action rather than like the intentional one-on-one communication yeah side of it that most people think of mentoring so, i got you any other thoughts yeah i think for for younger kids aged like that, like maybe I wouldn't address the group and say like, hey, I'm having a bad day for this, that, and the other reason because it might, they, they just lose focus like, oh, okay, right? But what I would do is maybe like I, I would- Target the leaders of the group? No, not, I would, I'd probably do that too, but I would, I would like maybe pull one aside and be like, hey, how's your day? How you doing? And then I'd share about myself personally. Like, man, something really hard happened to me today. And so every kid feels connected to me mm. one-on-one and they feel like, oh, he's going through this, but they all feel as if like it's personal to them instead of being in a group setting where I'd be like, share with everybody and then it's not as personal. So they're not going to care as much, but it's like, hey, I'm taking my time to tell you how my day was. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, rainbows and roses, whatever Sunshine happened. Sunshine and unicorns. Yeah. Whatever, whatever have you. And that way, I, like, I'm building like a more connection with the kids. That's okay. what I go for. That's good. I like that idea. I mean, when I, I had like kindergartners and first graders, I, was, I don't think it was, there was one time that I addressed them as a group. Hey, your coach is having a hard day. Yeah. Because I don't know, it kind of gives permission to be a little bit more rebellious than you mm-hmm. naturally would be. Because you see your coach doesn't have as much control. And that sounds like really not personable at all or vulnerable, but I think it's true. And But in that, I would do the same thing. Because there was some days that I just was more prone to get frustrated, more prone mm-hmm. to like my kids. It was stuff like, oh my gosh, Coach Big Red didn't get me a Band-Aid. Like I'm having the worst day of my life. <laughs> and I have to be quick to apologize for yeah. things that I normally wouldn't apologize for. Right. If it's a sixth grader and I don't get you a Band-Aid, 
bro, you got it. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not <laughs> gracious in that way. But if you're a kindergartner and I don't get you a bandaid, I'm going to make it a bigger deal because that means something more to you. And I right. probably didn't do it because I was just driving on 635 and my head's three different pr- places and I'm chasing kids down a parking lot. But in that way, I would make it a bigger deal for them and probably give them a reason from my day of like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about a lot right now and that doesn't give me any excuse not to care about you. Right. But I want, I want to make sure that you know that I'm sorry that I didn't do this or that I did do this. But I think in the area of getting vulnerable, a lot of them would tell me something about their life and I would be able to, like they would say something about their dad and like their dad not being present. And just because of my story, I would be able to relate with them without telling them too much information. Mm, Yeah. And so they would just be like, I'm sad because I don't see my dad much. And I would be able to say when I was a kid, I felt the same exact way. Right. That way they know that when they grow up, they can do things like I'm doing and even more, Mm. but I am being personable, vulnerable and not sharing too much. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I think you're right. I mean, I think there is a, like a, a level of vulnerability based off of the age, right? Like me with my junior high Mm -hmm. students, like the things they're going through are real and are things that I went through and I can be like, look, I, I know how you feel because I dealt with bullying. I dealt with feeling isolated at home or like nobody cares or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. I dealt with these things and this is, I don't, you know, I don't get too specific in the sense of like that led me down this path and this is what I do to cope with it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, you know, I can be like those things do influence me to want to cope in a negative way. Yes. But this is what I do otherwise. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's that kind of thing where with, with seventh and eighth graders, you know, you can be a little bit more, I use the word, lightly specific uh-huh. as opposed to keeping it 30,000 foot because yeah. the things that they're dealing with are very specific, yes. right? The situations may be slightly different, but the theme is the same. Yeah. And so, and especially because they're right at that, like I said, that point of puberty where interest in girls or, or whatever yeah. is, is starting to come out. Like it, it, it feels like there's an urgency there yeah. to, be more open and honest with them to show them kind of the, the way not to do it. If that makes sense. It's like, don't, don't follow my footsteps in this because I made the wrong decisions. Learn from me and seek that wisdom ahead, right? Proverbs seek that wisdom on the front end so that you don't have to deal with a life of X, Y, Z. Yeah. Whereas for a fifth or for a five or six year old, right? Like, they're not even thinking about tomorrow yet. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they can't even think about tomorrow. What's so. coping? But for a five or six year old, like they're so concrete, right? Like their their focus is not about, you know, so and so did this thing to me and it bothered me. This is how I'm dealing with it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They can't even identify that. Like yeah. five and six year olds, you, they need just help learning how to put language to the, why they're crying. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm or they just need to feel loved or something like that. So the priorities I think are different. And that's Mm -hmm. why I think that works is because like why you can keep it 30,000 foot is because they just need to know that there's somebody there who understands them and empathizes with them. Whereas the junior high students, they're old enough now that it's like, they need to know that somebody 
that the person they're talking to has gone through or experienced what they're what they're listening or what they're experiencing yeah mm-hmm. and, i think in a more finite way yeah i think just being with the younger guys i've noticed the attention to detail is so like even thinking about when i was i don't know i have my earliest memories are like seven so i wasn't even in kindergarten but i remember like small things that wouldn't bother me now like shook me as a kid you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i just think it's kids are just so prone to assume it's about them like they're already like they're yeah. just very selfish as kids we're all selfish as kids they're prone to assume it's about them and prone to assume it's something bad mm. like mm-hmm. prone to assume like oh he doesn't care about me because of x y and z when yeah. it's just you know we're yeah, watching they, 15 kids yeah there's a weird inverse now where it's like kids are getting older quicker in a sense because of what they're inundated with like in school and social media. And at the same time, it stunts their ability to be objective about things because everyone's life says that the world is falling right now. Like because of individuality in kids through social media and through like the idea that you can see everyone's interpersonal life or what they show it to be. Like because of that, there's this weird thing happening where kids are getting older quicker in one way, and they're also being slower to develop any kind of objective, genuinely helpful ways to become emotionally stable because everyone is like, there's nothing wrong with any of the emotions that you have and you are you are good to feel everything that you could ever feel and no one should ever correct Mm -hmm. your emotions, Mm -hmm. which is not biblical mm-hmm. by the way <laughs> if anyone's ever told you that it, yeah if anyone's ever told you that your emotions are your emotions and it doesn't matter like no one can tell you that you shouldn't feel something jesus did not think that so <laughs> stop thinking that that's mm-hmm. not true yeah. and the same thing goes for kids you can teach a kid really early on that like hey we don't you do not respond to this situation with anger yeah mm. and that's like half of the k through six program is just yeah. trying to teach the boys that not every situation where you feel something that's not positive mm-hmm. necessarily means that you need to blow up ab- about yes. it. Yeah. It's like you can, you can be upset and it's okay to like in the way that fear is less something you can control, mm-hmm. but there's an amount of like the brother of fear is anxiety and anxiety mm-hmm. is the willful like thinking in a cyclical manner willfully on a particular subject that you cannot change. Yeah. And so it, in that way, right, it's, it's hard not to your body is built. Fear is built into your body. You can't really it's hard to change what you just naturally get afraid of, but not every negative thing you have to respond to with blowing up or mm-hmm. even even like getting really upset like some half of t- teaching kids at Forerunner is like Hey, not everything warrants how upset you got. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Billy Bob Jones. There are no kids named Billy Bob Jones in Florida. <laughs> Billy Bob Jones over there. He called you an idiot. That's true. But he calls everyone an idiot every day. We're working on it. So you don't need to like he doesn't. He doesn't even know what he's saying. So just don't don't worry about it. Just walk away and let it let it go. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what's. Yeah, it's just it's interesting that the stuff that's going on because of the interaction of social media and individualization 
along with the idea that no one is ever wrong because everything is about how you feel. And there's mm-hmm. no such thing as absolute truth. Right. It's, it's all, it's very weird how much of that stuff gets down to five and six year olds <laughs> who have TikTok. who have, t- yeah, who have TikTok and have opinions that there's no way they could have outside of things that they just happen to hear. Because yeah. there, there are some boys that told me some things last year <laughs> about politics. A six-year-old has a political opinion. It's like, bro, you don't know. What, you don't have any idea what you're talking about, man. So, you can't even multiply uh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just learned addition yesterday. So how, how is it possible that you like or dislike this person? Well, but that in and of itself is not new. Like the idea of a, a six or seven-year-old having oh, a political yeah. opinion. Like yeah. I remember even when I was growing up, like... Really? The, the presidential election of, I don't know, 2004, I think it was like, I'm in like fourth grade and everybody's like, who would you vote for this that, and the other thing? And I'm like, I don't even know who these people are, nor do I really care. And I was the pariah because I didn't have a political opinion. That's weird. I do not. I, I don't remember. I don't rem- personally. I don't remember. I didn't care anything other than. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Now, I saw him on the television like it was right. a George Walker Bush. Versus Al Gore. No, I think that was the, I think that was 2000. That was 2000. Well, I just dated myself, but like I had, I had, I had <laughs> I no idea. I don't remember that one for sure. <laughs> I had no idea. Anything well, you about were three him. years old, so. No, you're like zero. Well, you were, I, wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't here. I, I looked at him on the television and like my, ba- my basis for like who I'd vote for was like the one person looked better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's fair. That's what I would, that's, that's fair like that's as a, a child. Good, yeah. Yeah. As a child, it's like who looks the part kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, what are there? Are there kids in the K through six program that are talking about like the, the big like political yes. debate things like abortion. Oh, not political debate. Control, like uh, we're not that part of you. Thank the Lord. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just like movements that they. Oh, okay. They, like political movements. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's an it's an interesting time in K through six sometimes. But I, I wanted to go back to the emotional part because I think that's a massive thing that we deal with yeah. during our program. Because like emotions mm. are definitely indicators uh, of something yeah, sure. that's happening. And for a lot of our boys that come from a fatherless home, is that like there's nobody speaking identity Mm-mm. into their lives, and so every loss, whether you know you didn't get a multiplication question that they right. were having that they were playing with their buddies like that becomes an issue or if you lose at Foursquare, basketball, whatever have you to a boy that doesn't have an active father figure speaking identity Mm -hmm. into their lives. It is like so devastating. Right. And so you're constantly like reassuring, retelling them. And it's almost like, it's almost like the same thing every day and you don't know when it's going to change. Like, Hey, like this is their identity is momentary. Like it's, it's all based on what's happening. What's happening right now. If I, if I win this, I'm, I'm a good person or I feel good about myself. And if I lose right now, everything, the the whole world sucks, man. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, no, they have no, when you don't grow, I think, sorry, I've been talking a lot. No, keep going. I, going. I, I think that what you said is exactly right because ideally your parent pours love into you for the first five, six years of your life. And then by the time you get to a place where you start losing at games or you get bad grades or you lose friends or your friends hit you in the face or something like by the time you get to an age where those things start happening, there is an idea that your worth is somewhat outside of the things that happen. 
mm-hmm. or the things that you participate in. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go your whole life and you're, you know, boys especially are wired to care about their father's opinion. You mm-hmm. go, you Absolutely. go your whole life without hearing anything, anything at all or anything positive at all from your father. Yeah. By the time you get to that place, it's like there's no, there's no outside of right now. And the only thing I can do is feel good right now. And the only way to feel good right now is to win. So I'm going to, if I don't win at this game or if I don't win at school, if I don't win at friendships, mm-hmm. then it's a performance driven. Right. Identity, you're right. Which and it's is, all based on scope outside of things that. Yeah, yeah. It's based off of other people's opinions. And, and that's something that I can relate to really strongly. And that's something that I actively like look for in the boys even in the junior high, because, oh my gosh, the junior high is so performance, right? And, you know, I have to be liked, I have to be the best, whatever. It's like, as soon as that doesn't happen, they go from like super happy to super angry in the blink of an eye. It's surprising, but it's like, that's something I can relate to because that was me growing up was like, I had a father in the home, but he, he, wasn't always the most affirming right and so Mm -hmm. between that and some other things with like my sisters and whatnot what what ended up happening was i i was the kid who would seek love and seek their attention and affirmation through performance right and so Mm -hmm. i had to be the best at school i had to be the best athlete i had to be the best whatever it was i was going to do i had to be the best to the point where like and and this was not just in junior high. Like I remember I was the worst kid to play games with like board games, <laughs> because if I didn't win, I got ridiculously upset. Like Taj, it's not, even, <laughs> not even here to defend. Not even here. Not even here. <laughs> like, <was> a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would, I seriously, like I would get so upset. I'm like bawling my eyes out because I didn't win. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because I had learned subconsciously, like I have to win to get my parents praise. Right. And, and I mean, that was part of the reason I went to grad school and the reason I finished high school and college and a bunch of these other things that I've done and achieved, like at some level, each one of those has always been motivated by setting the bar so high that my sisters can't ever achieve it so that I can outshine them. Yeah. Right. And so that's my story growing up. I know that's my story growing up. Like being a mentor and being essentially a father figure to these boys who don't have father figures. I'm looking for that, right? I'm looking for those points where they're like speaking that shame over themselves and that, that shame identity of like, I have to X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, you don't like, I'm going to love you whether you perform or not, right? I'm going to love you no matter what you do. And then I, and then going through and showing them that, has been like that's where I've seen a lot of progress in our students in the junior high has been through that consistency like they start to respond to that and so eventually they get to the point like you know if they're obsessed with something being perfect I've seen students go from like borderline OCD like clinical OCD to accepting that the little square on the stick on isn't straight and it's okay right (laughs) things like that yeah yeah. Jamari, what was, cause you're the only one of us that has been through like in yeah. the program. So what is it like or what was it like, but also what is it like now 
being on the outside and you're a part of all these conversations about like these people that think a lot and talk a lot about how to best help the next generation when you are the next generation. Mm -hmm. Right. So what is that been like? Like how I experienced it while I was like, like in it. And then now that you're not that now that you've essentially flip flopped roles, Mm -hmm. what's the like, what, what was most helpful while you were in it? And what do you think could be more helpful now being the only one who's been in program? Like you're, you're kind of like our little spy because you went through program our little spy oh and now you get to like spill the tea on like, hey, I wish I had this while I was in program. So now we well, can do y'all that. did pretty great because I'm like here. So I mean, <laughs> I, mean I didn't do anything. I didn't meet you until like, after you graduated. Like, you know what I mean? like the forerunner. There's some boys who came back to coach in 12 years would be pretty nuts. There's some right. boys. It would be awesome. There's some boys in the junior high that I'm like, I actually told Darius this today. I was like, we need to get them on staff in four years when they graduate. Yeah, right. That'd be awesome. Anyway, Jamar. But I thought it was weird in a sense of like, it was kind of like when you have people like speaking life into you, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like, what are you like? What is this? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what like, it's kind of like a different world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to kind of learn to kind of like, be okay with somebody asking me about my day, telling me I'm this, I'm that, like all these positive things. So I think it's, it was just real different, but a good different. And what was your second question? Like how, like, how is it now that you're in, now uh, that you are a leader in a, in program, right? How, or how has you been being in program affected the way that you look at it now or think about coaching now because you grew from like even from when I came halfway through the year mm-hmm. to the end you grew a lot yes. and then to hear other coaches who are here the whole year talk about how much you've grown it's even more than I saw and so there's obviously something that's happened even in this year and so I'm curious if that has any correlation to the fact that you were in program yeah that it's at one point you were a boy who was not getting love or love pouring into him and then it that switched when you joined Sometimes I put myself like in the mindset of like how I was when I was in program because mm, sometimes yeah. I sometimes barely sometimes like I kind of know how a kid is feeling because of like where I was at that makes I don't know if that makes sense it I'm does, trying to, yeah, I'm trying I'm to like I'm trying to like frame like cuz like when I what was I in Throb <laughs> when I was in Throb I was sitting there listening and I knew this is so hard to like I don't know how to like it's like it wasn't that long ago right that you were in the same similar mindset as some of the boys that are in program and so you can kind of it's easy for you to put yourself but it kind of relates to the older kids more that's why I'm trying to like because I know what they're thinking in their heads yeah like if I'm being like completely honest sometimes some kids are there for the wrong motive like they're just there to like (laughs) a lot of pizza right pizza yeah basketball like i'm just there to just For have sure. fun but honestly i think it just depends on like the person because me i actually wanted to hear what yeah. you had to say because i felt something different that i've never felt so of course i'm gonna kind of like gravitate over there see yeah. what you gotta say like you know yeah. but mm, I'm, I'm trying to like i know it sounds like a bunch of just blah blah blah, yeah. blah but i'm trying no, to like <laughs> i'm trying to like paint like a picture yeah paint a picture yeah but i'm tracking i mean it from what it sounds like it's like you 
because you went through program and because you grew up experiencing the things that the boys experience, like you, because of your background, you have the ability to truly not just empathize, but sympathize with the students, right? Empathize being like, I know how you feel. Sympathize being like, I've done exactly, or I've gone through exactly what you're going through, right? And so because of that, it's like giving you kind of a, a leg up or an ability to like truly connect to your students because you can sit there and go like, I see you, like I truly see you. I know exactly what you're going through because I went through the exact same thing and then on top of that, you can sit there or you can go through that and look at it from the lens of being a kid in program, right? Even though you only went through Thrive and so you were older, that kind of thing, you still had those experiences. You still got to see, you know, how Darius and Andrew and the mentors like intentionally poured into you, right? And and in a sense, you're like, ma- it, it I don't know because I'm junior high. I haven't really seen how you interact with the students outside of little snippets. The others could probably attest to this, but it's almost like you're modeling your mentoring, your coaching after Darius and Andrew and like what you were given, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in a sense, it's one of those things where it's like you, because because of your history and, and going through program like you you are the like ideal person to be on staff because you know what program was and you know the things that went re- worked really really well and you know the things that from from a kid's standpoint right from a participant standpoint you you got to sit there and you were like this worked really really well i loved it when coach darius did xyz and you can also sit there and go this didn't work really well like i don't think this had the intended effect you were shooting for maybe there's a way in which we adapt this right like you have that perspective because you were the kid whereas Mm -hmm. the rest of us like we're only guessing right as a as the junior high site lead half of the things that i'm doing i'm like i have no idea if this is going to work or not i'm like we're we're responding to a situation this we've noticed this pattern happening of you know kids doing xyz this is i think this is how we respond to this this i think this is what we do to make like to to resolve the situation or to target it whatever you know kids are constantly lying we're harping on integrity right <laughs> like and and this is a real world example in the junior high we had a problem with kids acting out the leaders of our group like the natural leaders acting out and then the whole group would start acting out because they were following the leader. And so what we did was we started like targeting that and going like, okay, who's our leader today? Right. And we would single out a specific student who volunteered. We didn't like, you know, we didn't be like, you're our leader today. We were like, who's our leader? And they, they would volunteer themselves. Right. But then we would work with them throughout that day of like, Hey, like you're our leader. So you're, it's your job to get them to meet expectations and, and get them to lock in and this, that, and the other thing and give them really specific, like expectations for them to meet. And they did amazing at that. Right. That, that's one of those where we're like, we think this might work, but we really have no idea. Whereas you have the perspective from the student and you could be like, yeah, this, this would work. Or I don't think that's going to have the effect you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're trying to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, honestly, it just depends on the person because it's like spreading the gospel. Like 
you can yeah. say and do so much, but honestly, it just depends on yeah the person. There's only so much that you can do. So mm. I, I think it just depends how I was before what I was looking for and how I came out after. So I Joel, think you've been quiet over there. You oh, got Joel, anything? You got it. You got enough rings on Ryan? No, not really. You got nothing? Nope. Anybody else got anything? Maybe I do have something. Uh, <laughs> I knew you had something. To say. You were making your thinking faces. Yeah, you were. Sure you were. I do? Yes. Yeah. Oh. You have a thinking face. Oh, and you were making it. I mean, I guess like a lot. for just as a as a member on staff. Now you only have one other person with you at the junior high, but for now, hopefully. But for us, we have like four Five. other people to look at. Yeah. And so like we're constantly gleaming, or you know panning for gold like okay coach holden said this to a kid or he he let out like this way or coach ryan used a call and response or i saw coach samari the way he interacted with with that child like you just constantly like are picking up things from each other that helps you do your job and like that's amazing whereas whereas it's hard it's hard to have like start from scratch and just be like man i don't know what's going to happen with these kids like thankfully we have really good training at Fordham and come work for us, by the way. Yeah, come <laughs> work. We're hiring. I've stolen well, so many things from y'all, just to let you know. Like, I've stolen so many, like, stuff that I've seen y'all do around programs, so I'm not an original. I'm just... Well, same thing. here. Everyone does stuff really... Everyone does something really well. Mm-hmm. So it's really yeah. helpful yeah. because... Yeah, because you can just take all the best stuff that everyone does, and then you just... You can either copy it directly... That's a nice thing too. You could, I could just take something Taj said ten minutes ago right. to his group and it's just amazing. say the exact same thing. Yes, and they'll do the exact same. <laughs> right. And so, so, so nice. Doesn't work as much with Coach Ryan's kids because <laughs> they're a little more enthusiastic than right. some of the fourth and fifth grade boys. But marching down the road yeah. at the duck. Yeah, they're still like in a line it, like it's a duck. more Ryan's disposition towards the boys is something yeah. that. Thank you. I man. wish I had more of because I am. I don't know. Like, <laughs> not, I'm, I'm like, not quite I'm like let's have the deepest conversation I can have with this fourth grade boy about why he shouldn't call someone <laughs> the N word. <laughs> and the kid's like, he's going to have to edit that out. And, 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 <laughs> no, no, it's not going to get it out. And, yeah. and, and then real. Coach Ryan, I hear Coach Ryan singing to the kids across the room. <laughs> it's completely different, but I probably, I need more of that. I need more right. of like the ability to just, kind of be ridiculous at points mm. for for the enjoyment yeah. of the boys yeah i think i think there is that dynamic and and joel you're right where we you guys in the k through six get to experience that with each other a little bit more than we do at the junior high because yeah. there's three times as many people many coaches there as at the junior high we only have myself and jt and jt and i are very very different so we do get to experience that like gleaning things a little bit because we are very different and we're different in our approach to mentoring but at the same time jt and i have learned to play to our strengths right we don't have the same structure as the k through six where you guys have very specific groups of kids that are your kids that you pour into it's like we're just one big group, right? We, we have 16 kids and the two coaches, like it's just the two coaches pour into all 16 kids at the same time, as opposed to Ryan with his kindergarten and first graders and, and Holden with his fourth and fifth graders and Taj with his fifth and sixth, you know, that kind of thing. It's yeah. like, you guys have your very specific kids that yes, you still have a relationship with the other grades, 
and and know them by name and know who they are and that kind of thing but like when it comes down to it it's like you know you are responsible for your kids junior high is like it's seventh and eighth graders and we there are some things that we segregate out into by grade and jt takes the the seventh graders i take the eighth graders but the vast majority of it it's like we're all together we're all doing the same thing we're all pouring into it and so jt and i have learned to play to our strengths for example i'm a lot more administrative logistical authoritarian which is has a negative connotation but in this way it or in this in in this scenario it actually works really well because jt is not those Mm -hmm. jt is very enthusiastic and joyful and relational and will like sit there and and play connect for with the same kid for 35 minutes because that's what they want to do that kind of thing right and so a lot of the discipline goes to me because that's that's what i am strong in Mm -hmm. versus a lot of the more like fun loving easygoing relationship building like we're just having fun like during free time kind of thing that goes a lot more towards jt and yes i'm still doing that it's just he's a lot more effective at it right and so we play to our strengths we still learn from each other but we play to our strengths and that's something darius has even highlighted in us has been like you know you do this really well you do this really well like you guys complement each other as a team because you have opposite strengths and so you almost have like a strong bond jt and i yeah oh yeah we do yeah we do josh squared yeah, Josh. But just like in the workplace, because it's just like it's y'all too. It is, and fun. Fortunately, we're at that point where he can, or we start to anticipate each other. The first few months wasn't that way. We were still learning each other, kind of thing. But like last semester, spring semester, we were locked in. Mm-hmm. Like he and I, it was just a like, okay, hey, I need to go do this. He's like, cool, right? And he knew what that meant. He knew what he needed to do. There were times where I would just leave. And, you know, in the middle of program, like leave the library and he knew that I was down at the office or I was getting the pizza or whatever. Right. Those rhythms had been established and he just would be like, okay, Josh isn't here. So I'm going to do this transition and, and, and get the kids going on whatever forge or the lesson or whatever it is. Right. And same thing where he's like, he's taking the kids to the bathroom or doing a bathroom run or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, like I'm, I'm handling these things until he gets back. And, you know, we, we, yeah, are just are locked in and and had a, have a really strong bond. So it works really well for yeah. us. That's good. I just wish that we weren't half a mile down the road and we could actually see you guys interact with the boys a little bit more. Do y'all want other coaches with the older kids? Or are you just gonna stick with two? That is a question for not the podcast. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you later. No, it's fine. It's just, it's the proprietary information thing. Too much information. I'm yeah, sorry. Too much information to not put on the air for thousands of people to listen. Tell, tell yeah. Jamari, what's your social security? You were dramatic. No, there, there are developments that we're working on something. We're working on some things, but... It's not a it's not a broadcast that out conversation. Ignore, <laughs> ignore that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. But the dynamic at K through six is just it's really sweet because we do have all of us yeah. there, but then you have like the what we call cohorts where it's like the younger kids and the older kids. So me and Jamari are together and then it was Holden and Taj. Yeah. And I don't it it just it just kind of worked. You know what I mean? And 
like in the same way me and Jamari found out like what we're really good at and what we're really bad at and mm-hmm. it like lined up pretty much perfectly and then like you were saying i would steal so many things out of jamari's book where he would just steal things from you (laughs) oh we're stealing things all day long and it was just like all y'all are stealing things from each other i feel like y'all was stealing things from jamari and ryan and holden and caitlin and and i just i get to watch y'all so i'm stealing like constantly (laughs) (laughs) but it was just constantly constantly learning and learning like in the moment like you would be dealing with the same situation at the same time with different kids and like in your peripheral you're learning how to do it Mm. in the moment from another coach you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because just to be honest there's a lot of things that happen pretty regularly at forerunner and you just see somebody handle it things like fire alarms being pulled fire alarms being pulled windows being broken windows being broken shoes thrown at kids shoes thrown <laughs> yeah i don't want to say too much because then if a parent ever listens to this they're gonna be like yeah, my kid such <laughs> <laughs> big reds put a bucket on blast <laughs> <laughs> but you would just learn things and i i think i wanted to say this when you we were talking about jamari but i learned like true empathy from jamari yeah because i can relate to my kids but Jamari would sit down with his kids and his kids would just be seen like they would know that they were talking to somebody that's been through the same thing and I remember one time one kid was like going wild and my natural like instinct is just to be like hey you're doing it wrong this is how you do it right let's go like not much grace just let's do this let's work it out and kind of brush past the problem right yeah and Jamari's not like that like sometimes I'd be like where's Jamari and he's handling a problem for like 30 minutes, like JT that I'm, that I would handle in 30 seconds. Um, and so I just, I've, I would see that so often. And so this kid starts acting out all of this stuff and I sit down with him and it was actually one of Jamari's kids. So he's used to somebody being empathetic. And so I was like, man, I got to handle this like Jamari. Mm. And so I start talking to him and I don't know where this came out of, but I was like, what do you want to do for a living? And he was like, I want to be a salesman and make a ton of money. And I was like, bro, that sounds great. And I was like, okay, so you're going to interview me. I want to be a part of your sales practice or whatever. You're going to interview me and I, you can tell me if I get the job or not. And so he starts interviewing me and I start acting exactly like he was just acting. And so I'm like flailing around, making a big fuss, being super disrespectful, like not saying anything wild, but just mm. acting exactly like he was acting. Then I was like, so did I get the job? He's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, now it's my turn to interview you and you're going to interview for this position. So I interview him. I've never seen this kid so respectful in my life. <laughs> he's sitting up straight. It, it, it looks like he's actually interviewing for this role. Yeah. And I think it was because Jamari does so well of like, they see their life through his eyes Mm. And I think it kind of positioned that kid to be like, oh my gosh, I can't even picture a coach acting like this. Why am I acting like that? Mm. And kind of making it where I wasn't, I wasn't putting a gap between me and him. I was going, Hey, if you keep acting this way now, you're going to act this way later. And it was just, it was a cool moment because I got to really take a page out of his book and be empathetic in a way I'd never been before. And it changed that kid's mindset because he was like, oh, I don't want to act that way as an adult because he saw a, an adult acting the way he was acting as a kid. Right. And yeah, I it was really cool. So I saw that like 
Uh, I got a front row ticket to see that. <laughs> it that was like amazing. Like that was like the best thing I, I've ever seen at, at like Forerunner like history. I don't mm. I, except for like baptisms, like baptisms. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, baptisms by baptism. far. Yeah, yeah, baptisms <laughs> number one. <laughs> but that's like number two. Like he changed like instantly. Like his demeanor. Mm, his, wow, that's it good. was. Oh my, that was that was that was that was so good. That was yeah. See, those are the stories I love to hear. Like, this is the stuff that I miss because I'm in the junior high <laughs> and a half a mile down the road from all y'all. Like, that's the stuff I miss is being able to witness those things from the outside, right? Because junior high, like, I, I miss that. But the other thing I was going to, I think, hit on in this is kind of what y'all are talking about of the, like, feeding off each other and learning from each other, things like that. I mean, I was doing that from day one, Right you know, two years ago when I started, like I didn't have any experience. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I was just like, I was here because God was like, you're, you're going to do this. I'm like, okay, I guess. And there was a, there was a point Bailey and I talked about this on her episode and this is still one of my fondest memories, like experiences with her. It was, it was after program. I don't remember exactly what had happened, but a student did something. I didn't respond in the best way. And I, it was after program, I popped over to K through six because, you know, we were still, fortunately, we were in the same place at that point. And I popped over to K through six and Bailey was just finishing up whatever her after program duties were. And I was like, hey, you know, can I can I just get your your feedback or your your guidance or whatever on this thing? She's like, yeah, sure. And so I told her what was going on. And like we then had like a 30 minute conversation. Quinn, I think Quinn got video of it happening. Right. <laughs> and she and I are just standing there in in the kind of the main room in the youth center or not youth center, but the youth area. And we're just talking about techniques and things that I could employ to be more effective at mentoring, especially in those discipline conversations. And every time I see that video, I think of it, you know, the, the caption mentors mentoring each other comes to mind. It's just this idea of like learning from each other, learning from those who have gone before me or, or just have more experience than I do and gaining wisdom from them so that I can then employ those things. And that's even continued through the summer where I'm not mentoring, right? You know, the, the after school program isn't happening because there's no school. And Beth, last week, Beth came up or mentioned something that she would always ask her mentees. And I was like, oh, that's so novel. Like, I've never thought to ask that. And I can think of so many situations where that would be helpful. She would always ask them, like, what did that do to you? Mm -hmm. Right. The idea of like, you know, a kid is acting out or whatever in, in that discipline conversation, asking them okay, you know, this person hit you. What did that do to you? Right. And I was like, oh, wow, that would solve so many issues in junior high. If we could do that, like use that as a, a proactive question that isn't even in a discipline conversation because discipline is reactive, right? Using it proactively, you know, as you can see the kid who got hit is starting to get upset being like, hey, what did that do to you? Right. And then that would stop or force them to kind of stop and think and even more importantly, put language into their emotions so that they can start to process that on the front end. Hmm. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. That's really cool. I don't have any comment of that. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> just good. 
Just good. Solid. You Everybody's speechless. Things, you explain things really well. So Thank I, you, I, Jamar. I don't know what... You you did that. Explain things so well. I don't. Is that, is that something that you're learning from me? Oh yes, a hundred percent. Literally like thirty oh minutes ago, gosh. I couldn't even explain what was in my own head. But you, and like, then I sat there and did it for you. Explained it for me. So go off, Jamari. Go off. Go off. <laughs> what are some other things that y'all have learned from each other? We got Ryan and Jamari learning from each other, feeding off each other. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Most of mine are like in the moment dealing with particulars, I'm trying to think of overarching themes that I learned from. Cause I mentioned Ryan and just his disposition. Yeah. I think Taj helped me. I like, I am more naturally disciplinarian, love some good discipline. <laughs> like, you know, Spare the rod, spoil the I child. Knew I knew you were going to say that. the rod, you know. <laughs> Shepard had... And, and I can't this is remember where the podcast goes off. I, I can't remember what, what verse it is, but it, what, it talks about Jesus being our shepherd, and it says he has both a staff and a rod. Might be Psalm 23. Probably. Um, that one. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Yes. His rod and his... That's so... They're the same, and they're, and they're different. <laughs> that's so good. The Bible is so good. Read your Bible. Um, oh, amen. But, 100% recommend. But, so, I'm, so I'm very like disciplinarian natured, and that's helpful in a lot of ways. But I can, there are some times where I end up feeling bad for being that way because it looks like sometimes a lot of boys being very blunt and saying, (laughs) I don't like you to your face over and over again. And so sometimes it can, I, I can end up feeling bad for that, but it was really helpful because Taj is, is very much no nonsense in that kind of way as well. Yeah. And so it was encouraging and helped, helped encourage me to like, because in a, if I were to talk to someone in an objective manner, I would say, yeah, I would still, I would still be that way, but in the moment it can be difficult, but it's encouraging to see because Taj and I are very similar, similar in that way that, like, oh, it's, it's working over there. I can kind of step out of myself and see that someone else is doing that in an effective way because like last year I was, I, I served a, like a support kind of role that wasn't a grade coach. And so I was doing all of the discipline outside of like the very worst of it, which the site lead was doing at the time. And so it's just very difficult. It's very difficult to, to, be the main disciplinarian a bunch of amongst a bunch of kids can end up feeling like you're kind of being the bummer. And yet I still think it's true. Still think it's true. Give them the rod, you know? Oh, oh my God. Is that, is that bad to say? No, 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 I think it's like, fine. It's <laughs> biblical. Take it up with Jesus. Y'all you, I think you and Taj like helped me learn like discipline is like good. Like, a good thing. That's encouraging. Because I definitely like was not the discipline disciplinary type. Like I didn't like. Of course, like yeah, if they're doing something crazy, you know, you gotta yeah. deal with it. But like the way it's like the way you do it. It's not like necessarily like like it's so effect. Like y'all are very blunt in like a good way. Like you you say what's on your mind, but what's on your mind isn't like degrading or anything. It's actually That's building good. up and like. What's the word? Not oh. being a jerk about it. Yeah, like, like you're being, in my space, right? Like, and like you're gonna be safe. We're gonna have fun, but you're not gonna do 
what you're just doing. That was perfect. Yeah. See, that's what I, that's what I like. See, you know what's on my mind. I like <laughs> I that. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah. And usually when they say like I don't like you, it's really they're communicating. <laughs> it's the inverse. I don't like you. I don't like what you're doing right now, but I still respect you because I'm talking to you. Yeah. Otherwise, they might just run off and be like, "Forget that guy. I'm gonna play outside and not go back in until the day's over." Yeah. Definitely had that happen a few times. <laughs> so anytime yeah. a anytime a child says I don't like somebody and like it has like no basis for something like I don't like that guy it usually means that like I I, I, I secretly do respect him but I don't like that he holds me accountable yeah. yeah 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 I think that was something that was hard for me to learn especially last year was I was that I mean discipline is a good thing and that it's it is loving to discipline the children you know God wasn't letting Israel wild out without any discipline. Like it's no wonder they got crushed over and over and over. <laughs> I was going to say he disciplined them so much. He sent them into exile. Right. right. And, so, and so it's like, and all the time it was out of love that they might look more like his people. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that was something that was really helpful when that became apparent that a parent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not a parent yet. Yes. But that was helpful when that became clear because apparently clear. Uh, yes. Okay. Apparently because then you just, yeah, you you're, you feel better about it and it's more helpful because you can be more direct and in the kind of place that are some of the circumstances that f- you can get in as a forerunner coach. You don't have the time. Like you can't sit down with every kid and have a 30 minute conversation no. about their background and why they called that kid <laughs> that one name and why they hit him. And sometimes you, don't, you just don't have the time Yeah, because three kids just did that right now. Yeah. All three of them. And, and that's when I call coach Holden come help me out. <laughs> <laughs> but so like sometimes you just got to be really direct that, Hey, we don't do this here because we respect one another. And like, and for this, this, and this reason we do, we don't act like that here. We will not be doing that here. If you would like to do that, then you will be going. And then that's, I mean, that's as, yeah. as far as you can take it. Some kids, but our, our role as mentors is like to be a, per, a parental role, a parent, a parent, a parental, oh. but like to be like a father <laughs> or if you're, if you're a woman listening to this podcast, it's to be like a mother in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. But like it can feel so much when you don't want to discipline them, it, you're lowering yourself to just a brother. And mm. if you yes. lower yeah. yourself yes. to a brother, you'll diminish your role yeah. as a potential father figure in their life and the relationship will only go so deep. Right. Well, and I think that's part of the reason why at this point it's a reflexive response with this, with my students is, you know, they'll be like, bro, da, 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 and I'm like, I'm not your bro. I'm your coach. Yep. Right. Like, and I, I correct it over and over and over again. It's like, I'm not your bro. I'm not Savage. your brother. Like I am I, your coach. I am your parent, your quote unquote parental figure, I, your mm-hmm. father figure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your parents, <laughs> but I, but I am your father figure. Uh-huh. And because of that one, you know, there's a certain level of respect that you need to show me. Right. And I don't demand that in the sense of like, you will respect me. X, y, yada, yada, yada. I don't use that phrase because that has never right. gone well. 
right? Because anytime anybody has ever said that to me, and I'm a 29 year old man, like anytime anybody has ever said that to me, I'm like, I don't respect you a little bit right now, right? So I'm like, if I'm not doing that, I know these kids aren't going to do that. So that's not an effective thing to say, mm-hmm. but it is the redirection of it's like, look, at Forerunner, we respect our coaches and our brothers, right? Mm-hmm. You're not doing that right now. So if you don't want to do that, then you're going to leave because that's not what we do at Forerunner. Right. And by the way, you signed a behavior contract. Here it is. Remember, that's your signature. Right. By the way, super effective for junior high students. They hate it. Love it. Yeah. Maybe not as effective for a kindergartner who can't read, but for a seventh and eighth grader who can, it's like, you signed this. That is your signature. Go ahead and just read this line for me really fast. And they're like, I will respect my forerunner coaches by listening to and following instructions the first time I'm asked. I'm like, okay, are you doing that right now? And they're like, no. And I was like, are we going to start doing that? Yeah. What happens if we don't do that? I'm going to have to write an apology letter. And you're like, yeah. That's do you tough. like writing an apology letter? No. I was like, so are we going to make smarter decisions? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Savage. I want to say too, like Holden and Taj, because they're definitely the more disciplinary coaches. Like <laughs> yeah, if you real. look at Holden and Taj's <laughs> groups, they look like troops. And if you look at me and Jamari's groups, it's like hurting cats. It's like hurting cats. <laughs> and that has to do somewhat with the age, but a lot, a bit with the coach. Right. And, <laughs> but when you look at them, it's not like they are disciplining every hour of every day. Right. Like I can think about a story with one of my kids. He's like running around slapping kids. And I, I was fed up. I was mad. I was frustrated. And I think I was on the way to tell coach Joel, like, Hey, just call his mom. He's gone. And like, again, just, I had to look to another coach because I turn around and that same kid is in Holden's arms, like running around with Holden and they're like laughing, having a great time. So so there is like a balance with Holden and Taj. Mm -hmm. They're not like they discipline hard and fast and clear, but then the next second they're like dunking on a kid's face, having a great time. Yeah. And I think that helps the kids because they can understand, okay, if, if I am respectful, we can still have a great time. Yeah. Right. And it's not like this. It's, it's really clear to the kids. Okay. If I do this, I'll get this. If I don't do this, I won't get this. Mm-hmm. And, and it really works. Like yeah. both of their teams know, Hey, if I'm respectful, mm-hmm. we are going to have a great day. Yeah. If yeah. I'm not, we're going to be chilling inside listening to our coaches talk about respect and leadership. And I think that's just encouraging because they can flip the switch so fast. Yeah. Whereas if you just start off with like ignoring problems, like I usually do ignoring problems, trying to have a great time, then you will be sitting inside. Yeah having these big, long conversations when you really didn't need them at first. Also discipline is like the nice thing about regular discipline is that it it takes less time. It takes us time, but it also demonstrates that like you would think that disciplining a kid too much makes them think they're a bad kid, No. but regular discipline accompanied with all the fun that naturally happens at Forerunner between mm-hmm. coaches and, and students displays this idea that you can be disciplined and that doesn't change who you are yes and you're not a bad person because some like you did something wrong you can we still love you we can still have just as much fun but when you when you don't do that there's when that discipline does finally come because it will it it 
it can create this huge impact that a kid has yeah. never felt before. Yeah. And then you end up making a kid feel like they're this terrible person when that's not, that's not true. It's just, I, I should have said this four months ago yes. that you mm-hmm. can do this thing. Mm. Yeah. And now we're here and that's my fault. But if yeah. you'll, if you can be more proactive regularly, then it displays like, like Ryan was saying, we can, we're going to have a lot of fun when we're acting how we're supposed to be acting. And when we're not, I'm going to say something and it doesn't, I I still like you. Yeah. That's another thing. Most of the kids are, I mean, genuinely like I, I enjoy spending time with them. They're funny. They're way too funny for their own good. Most (laughs) of the time. (laughs) And so regular discipline displays that in a way that I think is, I, I think is very biblical and presents identity to the boys in a way that is not as natural if you haven't thought about or someone hasn't helped you understand to someone, but like it really is super helpful to think about it that way. Yeah, I have a story. Uh, We're on the basketball court. I was out there with the coach Taj and coach Holden's group. And this is just a story of like a child like crosses the line and Mm -hmm. all the coaches are like, Hey now. So, I think we're all just You're playing. a rock star? Yeah. Oh, terrible. You're <laughs> start singing acapella. <laughs> I think we're playing basketball and like we're on the court. I don't know if you remember this coach Holden and a kid says to like one of the coach like some 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 you gay. And then like yeah. me, coach Holden and coach Taj all at the same time we just said like hey. It was like a it was like a barbershop trio. It was like hey 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 like <laughs> we don't say that. Like, right, right. <laughs> like that. let's like apologize, let's move on. But right. it's just that quick like yeah. You know what, especially with like the older kids, yeah, like, they know what if you doing. get the response of three coaches, you did something really yeah. wrong. And it wasn't like we, it wasn't like that. We lambasted them. It was just like, Hey, that wasn't cool. But if you do it with like the younger kids, it's like, Oh, he's saying, Hey, Oh, Hey, Hey. And it's like, no, no, no. You said something. And like, we're trying to get you to see like, yeah, I almost have to like explain it. But you know, as relationships grow, you can almost like say things without mm-hmm. saying things right. or give a look and they know give it's, a look yeah. to look. Yeah eyebrow raise just kind of be like mm, let's try that again yeah right yeah. like discipline doesn't have discipline for the disciplinarian does not have to be like a fire and brimstone thing it can ju- yeah. it can it can yeah. be the sweetest thing ever that's right. going to get you on the path like it's god's kindness and goodness that leads us to repentance right, right. Yeah. it's like and that's kind of what we try to model at forerunner not where it's like bro you done messed up i need you to go sit over here I'm not coming to talk to you for like 20 minutes until that attitude changes. Like, that's not what we do. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, it looks like we might need some time to cool down. Does that sound cool with you? Hey, I want to put two minutes on the timer and I'm going to come back and like, we can have a conversation about it. Yeah. And it's just like, and just like what Coach Holden was saying, like with discipline, like it's to keep disciplining you until you don't, you don't essentially like need that discipline because like you yeah. conquered whatever that was. Right. Right. Yeah. Folly's bound up in the heart of a child but the rod of discipline drives it far Come from on. him. Come on. I'm with you, Coach Holden. Parents, because yeah. parents effectively act like a kind of sanctification yeah. for their children. Mm-hmm. Like, because ki- you, you know, you, uh, you yell at a kid to not run in the street and you, and you've seen that a parent gets ang- like so angry because the kid could die, uh-huh. but a kid doesn't know, you know, they don't have, they don't have these categories in their head. So at, like a parent serves the role of sanctifying their child, sanctifying quote unquote, their child until they get to an age where they can understand and comprehend how they are to act. And mm-hmm. so if you don't yeah. do that, like you don't love your, you don't love the, the yeah. boys. 
because yeah. that's, it doesn't help anyone. So. And you, you have to explain that, right? Like yeah. what were you saying? The older kids kind of get it more, but every step of the way we had to explain, Hey, you are not playing basketball right now because I love you and I care about your safety and I care about their safety. And for some reason right now, it was usually safety, but you're not safe or they're not safe. Yeah. And I don't put up with that. And that was at the end of the year. I think our kids actually really got that. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing as like at the beginning of the year, like we're in the junior high, we're a lot more heavy handed discipline wise at the beginning of the year. Right. And we're like, this is what we're doing. Dot dash period at the end. Like this is what we're doing. And if we're not doing that, guess what? You and I are having a conversation. Right. And we're a lot more on, we had to find this balance between redirections and like actual tiered consequences. We were a little bit more forgiving in the sense that we gave more redirections on the front end, you know, in the beginning of the year, but they were a lot more frequent. Right. Whereas that eventually morphed right around the, the new year start of spring semester where Darius was like, Guys, they're seventh, eighth grade. If they haven't, if they haven't figured it out by now, then there's a big problem. Like, yeah. no more redirections, right? Yeah. Especially for some things like meeting expectations during lesson time. He's like, they know the expectations. Yeah, we know they know the expectations because you have them recite to you the <laughs> expectations. They're the ones telling you. Yeah, they know the expectations. If they're not doing that at this point, just go to consequences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just start taking away free time because. Yeah they kept getting into this like oh i've only had one redirection or two redirections i haven't got my final warning yet yada 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 we're just like <laughs> right. we're done with they final know warnings. the system too well yeah. yeah they know the system too well and so Got we switched it up and we told them on the front end we're like look you know the expectations because you just told me them right if you're not doing that you're gonna lose free time it's tier three thursday get ready boys <laughs> <laughs> tier three boom, thursday boom. wow we did actually have a few tier threes but it was it was it was that kind of thing, right? It was like, you know, the expectations I'm not putting up with it anymore. I don't have the time to more patience to do that anymore because y- y'all are 13 and 14. If you're not doing this in four years, when you get a job, like four you're not going to have a job that whatever, two, no. three, four years, That's whatever crazy. it is. It's like, you guys need to learn this. And the fastest way you can learn this is if I'm like, no nonsense about it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a few weeks of like so many kids sitting on the bleachers having <laughs> lost some free time. Usually it was rare that it was all of it, but th- there, it was a few weeks where there'd be like three, four, five, six kids all on the bleachers. There was actually one instance where the entire group lost free time. That was been there. That's a Tuesday. Done there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was <laughs> one where we were like, we sat them on the bleachers and we're like, look, this is why you all lost free time. You have five. I think it was five minutes. Was, we're like, if we hear any noise, the time starts over. It's a classic. Like I've been there. Yeah, you have to be, you have to sit here and be quiet for five minutes. And JT and I just sat down or we're down in the gym and we were just shooting hoops while the kids are sitting on the bleachers. Not the shooting hoops. Yeah, we, we were just out there shooting hoops. And anytime <laughs> we'd hear, so hear like a little shuffle or anything, we'd, you know, we'd look at the bleachers and they'd all quiet back down and we're like, all right, and go back to shooting hoops. But <laughs> so yeah, that only happened once. And then, you know, the last quarter really it was of, of program. Like we had virtually no discipline issues, mm. oh, that's right? Beautiful. 
there would be one or there would be like one thing that would pop up pop up every once in a while but a lot of our weekly reports to darius you know we have to answer the questions there anything that's discouraged you this week which is usually involved of like oh this kid did this and that was discouraging because you know discipline kind of thing there were a lot of them where we're like we really don't have anything it's been a good week well, <laughs> like they legitimately earned pizza nice. this week right and wait y'all get pizza every week yeah if they earn it we do pizza every week gypped, boys we do pizza every we friday we barely get snacks every day <laughs> we do pizza every friday if they I don't want trail mix <laughs> <laughs> well but even with that like that's that's another thing is they that they have to earn though. the pizza every week and at the beginning of the beginning of the year it was 3 out of 5 days had to get yeses right Ooh. they could they could get one no what do you mean three out of the four days? Well, three out of five because they could still lose it on Friday even if we'd oh, already earned it. Savage. Or even if we'd already ordered it. Like, you guys know this. We came over with pizza and we're like, hey, the kids didn't earn it, so here you go. Nice. Pizza I did party not for know all that was the reason. I thought y'all just had extra. No. Three pizzas extra? No. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. No. I'm we, not doing math yeah, after Ryan. program. <sighs> we, yeah. That's why you didn't get They had to get three out of five. <laughs> and then again, by the, by the, <laughs> change in semester of the new year whatever it went to they have to get five yeses if they get one no no pizza and they lost pizza a few times because of that it was rare it was still rare but they did do it i like that progression though yeah because it gives them like it's like okay you're meeting this bar which is achievable now we're gonna up the up the up the ante because you guys are 13 and 14 you can do that dang we know you can do that five yeses it's like more than american idol x factor (laughs) let's go baby (laughs) So X factor Friday, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to hit, you guys were kind of talking about like Holden and, and Taj were a little bit more disciplinarian. Ryan and, and <laughs> Jamari were a little nuts. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> like they're disciplinarian. Imagine you go to like a rodeo, like, they're not, the ones trying to run. Not the rodeo. They're trying to lasso the kids. <laughs> We're the rodeo. The other thing you highlighted in that. Clowns. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing you highlighted in that, Ryan, was that Holden and, and Taj had the ability to kind of like flip that switch mm-hmm. between having fun and mm. being disciplinarian in the moment. And that's JT, right? Like I'm a lot more of the very like, you know, we're having this conversation. It's going to take 30 minutes. JT is the yeah. like in the moment disciplinarian and he's very, very good at that. Like he, he can have fun and be laughing and enjoying life and modeling that for the kids. And then as soon as they're not locking or as soon as they're acting up, he's like, okay guys, let's lock it in, lock, lock it in. And you know, within three seconds, you know, after they've responded to that, he's back to teaching the lesson, yeah, making, you know, having a good time, that kind of thing, making it enjoyable again. Right. And even that'll even go so far as to like, you know, that keeps happening. He's like, all right, you got five minutes. And usually when that happens, everybody else locks in for the rest of the time. Cause they know he's now at that point of like, Oh, I'm going to lose free time. Right. Yeah. And then it becomes, you know, once that gets to that, like, gets past that of the okay they've lost five maybe ten minutes of free time like at that point it shifts into okay now you now you and coach josh are going to go have a a conversation because it's a deeper conversation and that's where you know like my role kind of steps in as site lead is to go have that really tier two conversation right he he is a lot more effective up through that tier one consequence which our listeners don't know but we all do and tier one is basically like 
your final warning you've lost free time a little bit of free time kind of thing tier two is where we do okay danger now we're zone. gonna yeah tier two is danger zone we're, we're now we're gonna talk through why you're not responding to discipline the yeah. redirections and the consequences tier two is like now we're gonna talk about it now we're gonna come up with an action plan you're gonna write an apology letter you also don't have any free time anymore because you <laughs> lost all that <gasps> and for our student our junior high students who get an hour of free time that's a big deal goodness yeah oh wow yeah and then tier three is we send them home for the day so after that tier one consequence like jt thrives through that he does really really well up to tier one but tier two and tier three tier three automatically falls on me because i'm the one who has to call call mom and have her come get the kid Mm. but tier two tends to be me and shifts to me because he's the one managing the classroom and i'm the one who can go out in the hall with this kid and have this 30 minute conversation usually so that's kind of again the dynamic that we have and how we play off each other but he he does exactly like holden and and taj where he just he's fun loving and having fun disciplines in the moment and goes back to having fun yeah so sweet yeah. i like it <laughs> all right we got we got just a few minutes left because some of us need to leave but i have two questions that i want to want to end with one is more just you know honoring caitlin and you know what are some things that you guys have learned from her and her mentoring style oh gosh it's about to be a three-hour episode <laughs> try to keep it succinct <laughs> and the second question which is kind of the more important one that i want to hit is we've talked a lot about group mentoring and mentoring alongside each other how do these ideas that we've talked talked about today and and like learning from each other things like that how do how can somebody who's invested in a one-on-one mentoring relationship like how how can they take advantage of that how can they learn from other mentors how can they seek wisdom? Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Like we have the the benefit of being with each other and getting to see that and, and adopt those things. But it might be a little bit harder for a one-on-one mentor who's like picking up their mentee and going to Sonic kind of thing. Yeah. How, how can they benefit from those same things that we get to benefit from? Mm. You're just going in a circle or however you want circle. Whoever's got an idea. Caitlin. Nothing. Just kidding, Caitlin. You know I love you. That's uh, tough. That's <laughs> tough. My wife and, and you are good friends and whatnot. But I think y'all are hanging out tomorrow, actually. But anyway, Caitlin has like the most grace and the most like she's really good at communicating her hmm. how much she loves the boys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That can be hard to that can be hard to effectively communicate. Yeah. To the boys, you know, I could tell them all day long that I'm disciplining you because I love you. And it's like, well, I just want you to give me the snack that I want. And it's like, well, you're not getting it. So, but Kaylin is, is really good at communicating to the boys how much she cares and loves them as well as, as really good, as well as being very good at like, she just she's very emotionally aware Mm. of all the boys. Like she, she's really good at picking out the ones that are very clearly having a tough moment or a tough day and pulling them aside, you know, because she's not, she's not a grade coach per se. She's not attached specifically to any one of the four groups. Technically she's not even close to a grade coach anymore. Yeah. yeah, I guess she's our boss now. Yeah. 
She's the program coordinator. Oh, I got to yeah. switch out what I was about to say. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I tread lightly. Or <laughs> yeah, sweating over here. You don't be a homie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she's just she's great at picking out and seeing which boys need some extra attention and extra love that is more readily received by or coming from a woman simply because most of these boys have a relationship with their mom where they're one of the only people they trust in the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. And so she's really good at picking up on that and, and seeing that in the boys and then acting upon it. So I, I think that there's, I think what I've learned from her is that there, there is a way to communicate with the boys that can be more evidently full of grace as much as I could say, I'm doing this cause I love you. I'm doing that cause I love you. She's very good at, communicating those things in her tone and and with the words that she chooses to use with the boys so i wish i i would like to be better at that mm. in general so yeah i would say i just knowing her like as a friend like as we did training and then knowing her as a coach she's very consistent and mm-hmm. i think and one of the things that she's consistent is she is like so bad at small talk, like so bad <laughs> at small true. talk. That's so true. And I, I say that because I want to be bad at small talk. I want to be a person that like goes directly toward people's hearts, not just toward their week or their job yeah. or just the small things in life. For sure. But she kind of has like her perspective is so different on people that she really doesn't care about what you've been doing this week. She cares about how you've been feeling this week yeah. or how your connection with the Lord has been. And that doesn't change with the boys and it doesn't change with age. I, I've overheard her having some, like some of the deepest conversations with a five-year-old that I'm like, I don't know how y'all are talking about that right now. We were just like, I was just wiping slime off his fingers, but like how she just, all the boys know that she doesn't want to talk about the small things that she wants to talk about God. She wants to talk about their hearts and ultimately she cares about their souls and they know that. And because they know that and because she's so straightforward in a loving way, really all she talks about with the boys is how they're doing deeply and they really connect with her in that way because she doesn't want to know anything else. And so it's really sweet, very consistent in that way. You know, my first year at Forerunner for the, for the third through sixth grade program, because we had it kind of separated between K through two and third through six, we didn't have any woman coach in the third through sixth. So it was like all guys all the time. And then like the next year that we had forerunner, like we had, we had some women on staff that were, that just, it kind of made the program dynamic different. Was that the year that you weren't there? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, it's just so special. Cause it's not just the fact that like, that she's a woman and she's in this role and she's like, you know, all of us dudes are there and like, she's the only woman to talk to Like she, when I think of coach Kalen, I think like she's very gentle mm. and whenever she's interacting with the child it's number one it's intentional and then number two like it's always gentle like i don't think you know she's a naturally quiet like a quieter type of person yeah and like the way she says it is i'm not an expressive person yeah which is true yeah but even like when but she doesn't have to because when she's talking to you like it's so intentional and so gentle you're just like whoa like those kids Mm -hmm. are locked in when coach kaylin's speaking to them like they don't look they're not looking around like they're looking into her eyes and it's like, oh, okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. And like they constantly, they might, it's funny, they might not want our attention all the time, but it's like, <laughs> Coach Kalen, Coach Kalen, Coach Kalen, Coach Kalen. Yes. And I'm just like, and, and who am I again? Like, do yeah. I. We're chopped liver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, we're chopped liver. Like the whole, the whole day is to just like navigate them to finally get them to coach Kaylin. Then like, just, you know, <laughs> she's the, the goal. The <laughs> yeah. But just like her gentleness, we'll off on her, on her. her gentleness is spot on. She's like, awesome. Like <laughs> I'm trying to like, think of something in my head that describes like her presence. Like she reminds me of like a like thing of light, but like, Everything just draws towards it. Like you're in love with her. Yeah. This is <laughs> thank, thank you, Holden, for the. <laughs> Please, Please oh, I'm glad you got that. Oh, <laughs> what I was saying. She's wow. kind of like this angelic, <laughs> perfect <laughs> ball of light oh, no. that I love, and oh, no. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it. I don't. How did you get that? Okay. Um. <laughs> like. Like. I've seen like kids like be like upset or like I'm trying to talk to them and like I literally can't. Yeah. And then she'll be right there and they just start running up to Coach K. Oh, they're like my day is like a thousand times better because Coach Kaylin's yeah. there. I think honestly, no, that's the truth. For real, I, I didn't know that she's going to be like a boss boss person now. So yeah, like, she's, she's the program coordinator for K through six. So we're going to kind of <laughs> So you're fired. <laughs> you were saying she was a ball of light. <laughs> I said nice things. So. <laughs> um, but like, I think we're going to kind of miss that because she's like, I mean, it for me, like I, if I can't get to a kid, like usually she can because she's like, yeah. oh, like. Just oh, like that. That's everywhere. Perfect. That's, yeah. I don't know how to explain. Well, she's an ins- she was an instructional coach. She, she could float between the grades and, and the students and she had the capacity for that intentionality. Hmm. Right. I think intentionality is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the, and that's the word that we've hit on a couple of times. I think Joel, you said intentional. That's the same word that I've, I've got for Caitlin is just the, the things I've seen from her as a coach, but also in just the way that she relates to the other coaches has always been very intentional, right? Like she doesn't care about the small talk. She, she truly does want to know what's going on in your life at a deeper level. And she actually cares about that. It's, and, and you never walk away from a conversation with her where, yeah, you never walk away from a conversation with her where you don't feel seen, right? Because of that intentionality. And so that is something that I've been learning from her. I've seen in her and I'm like, Oh, I don't do that. Well, how do I, how do I do that more with the students, but also with the other coaches, which is even more of a challenge when I'm not around the other coaches, right? Yeah. I'm at the junior high with one other person, maybe yeah. two if Darius is there. So, all right. Nice. Last question. How, how can a one-on-one mentor, an individual mentor kind of adopt some of these ideas or learn from others? What, what ideas do y'all have for that? Hold your boy accountable. Hold your boy accountable. Yeah. Hold, like the way to do in a mentorship relationship discipline, especially on a one-on-one kind of thing when you're not in a program where it's very clear that we are in charge of you, quote unquote. Mm, yeah. That it's more you, of a relationship, right? It, it's more relational. And so it doesn't, maybe it doesn't necessarily look like discipline unless it's much further down the relational road, but it can look like clear accountability, which usually translates to very, intentional conversation. Yeah. Like if you're a mentor 
and you are not comfortable. If, if you're a mentor of a eight to 18 year old boy and you don't know how to navigate the conversation around pornography, quote unquote, sexual identity and these kind of hot button topics that are that are pulling kids into pits of sin, then figure out how to have those conversations, like find someone who's more knowledgeable than you, who has had the conversations before, who can help you get to a place to where you are comfortable or at least able to have the kind of intentional conversations that are necessary for genuine growth in the life of your mentee. Yeah. If you're, if you only ever talk about the small stuff, if you only ever ask how their week is, or if you only ever show up and you don't take the next step past that and pour into them in an accountability based way, then you're doing them a disservice because if there's one thing, if a father is supposed to do, it's hold their son accountable and provide structure in that kind of way. And so if you're a mentor and you are in some way playing the role of a father figure in any capacity, that's a very immediate way to catalyze growth in the life of your mentee. So that's what I would push for. That's good. I would say two things. I would say first, look, look around you, look around to the people that you are continually with because mm. all we're talking about right now is just how to do good friendship and how to do, how to do good family and how um, to do good discipleship. Yes. And I would say like, if you are a mentor and you have a bad friend group, you shouldn't be a mentor. Mm. If, if you are a leader and you have a bad friend group, you shouldn't be a leader. Like you are the yeah. sum of the people you're around. Mm. And if you don't have good people around you, you're not going to be a very good person. We can't do it alone. And in the K through six program, we did it effectively, lovingly and godly because we had great people around us all yeah. the time. My second thing would be if you're a mentor without a mentor, you can't be a mentor. Ooh, and that's a mic drop right there because there you can, you can lead in ways that only you've been led first. And if, I mean, I felt convicted leading kindergartners when I have nobody leading me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I like ran to a mentor. And so I would just say the two things that I've learned with working with K through six and working at Forerunner. If you're a mentor and you don't have a good friend group, you can't be a mentor. And if you are a mentor and you don't have a mentor, you can't mentor. So those are my two things. That's I would, good. I would maybe phrase it slightly different because you I know, know the that's title of the podcast yeah. is you can mentor. You can mentor <laughs> if you have a mentor. Phrase it as like if you are mentoring, seek out mentorship. Seek out yes, yes. good friendships mm, and I'm a mentor. Blat- right, blatantly honest. Be, if, if will you, not mentor. If you are mentoring, <laughs> yeah, it's maybe the idea of like if you are mentoring you can become a more effective mentor with a mentor with a mentor and with good friendships. Yes. Yes. So because you can mentor, anybody can mentor. Yes. Anybody can. Sorry. So, wow. Well, let me just pick up my microphone that I dropped on that one. I would definitely say along with that, like don't do, don't do it alone. Like if you want to take your, your mentee out, like, do like a mentee double date. Like that could be like an actual, another mentor and their mentee, or you could just have like somebody that you know that has a kid. Like, I like that. It's like the same, it's like the same thing. And yeah, you know, you'll learn from their relationship and also give you, you, your ideas 
on how to mentor them. And I just say like, make sure that you're plugged in to like a church or some type of, yeah, maybe be plugged into a church, but also with that, like try to find like a mentoring organization in your, in your neck of the woods. But if there's not, you know, like the Lord's going to lead you. I was going to, I just really liked what you said, coach Ryan, man, that was solid. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to make any sense. So bear with me. Try to be relatable, like relatable and like, like, a relative model person if that makes sense like yeah. Yeah. like we draw near to the people who we can relate to we kind of see ourselves yeah in them i can relate to x y and z so i'm gonna actually pay attention to what you have to say and yeah. i'm gonna like literally listen to you so yeah i feel like that and just yeah just be relatable and consistent. be relatable and look for the people who are relatable i like that yeah, yeah i think my advice with that is pretty similar to kind of what we've been hitting on, but look for community, right? Look for your own community. You need to be plugged in community. If you are not plugged into a community, especially like a church community that will love you and pour into you and hold you accountable. Yeah. And even better if it is a mentor or a disciple somebody who's discipling you or, or whatever, but absolutely have those things, but absolutely also get plugged into a community because mentoring and leading boys in our case, boys, but this could go across the genders leading somebody in how they should be living their life. You should be modeling your life after Christ to the best of your ability. And the only way in which you can do that is through community. I mean, we look at Jesus who was the only perfect person on who who has ever lived on the planet what is one of the first things he did when he started his ministry? He built a community of yeah. disciples, right? And he was pouring into them and teaching them, but he was still in community with his father, with his heavenly father, right? Mm. And constantly praying and seeking advice and things like that. And we're talking about the son of God, right? The, yeah. he, he already knew everything, but he was still praying and being in relationship with his heavenly father. That's yeah. good. You can, you can mentor, but you will be a much more effective mentor if you're doing the same thing and modeling your life as close to Christ as you possibly can, knowing that you are human and that you do sin and you will make mistakes. But when you model yourself after Christ, which includes being in community, being discipled, being mentored, everything we've talked about, you will be that much more of an effective mentor. Yeah. And... I mean, the Lord only knows the fruit that you're going to see from that, right? Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. This has been an amazing episode. Just I loved everything that we talked about this. I think I need to do more episodes where I just don't like actually plan anything and just be like, Hey, let's record a podcast. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I don't know anything mentoring, right? Because we've had such deep conversations and sharing stories and things like that. I've been so encouraged by that. And I kind of want to do more of these round tables. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah? It's fun. You all in? Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe not for next week. Cause I'm Joel, sure you can zoom in. Yeah. yeah. Joel yeah. can zoom in. No, he's flying in. Come on. Oh yeah. 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 
just whenever Joel's in town, because he'll let us know. Yeah. We'll all get together. We'll record a, a new podcast episode. I like that idea. Sounds good to me. But it's not going to be next week because I'm pretty sure Zach and John want to have the podcast back. I took over for the summer. It is the season finale episode, guys. This is today is the season finale episode. That's why wow. I wanted to do it so, or as a wow. roundtable. We don't really pay attention to seasons that you can mentor, mm. but we're in, I think it's the third going into the fourth season or maybe it's fourth into fifth. Pretty I don't sure know. It's been around for a while. But this concludes my summer takeover. Zach and John will be back on the podcast next week. Since I finally will let them back on the podcast. One of, one of the perks of being the editor, guys, is you get control over which episodes go out when. But before we wrap up, does any one of you, we're not going to have time for everybody, but does any one person have like a final word of encouragement for our listeners? Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Yes. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, <laughs> listener, we hope you have just enjoyed the, the time today. We hope you've gotten kind of a picture of who we are as a group. The fact that, I mean, every coach here has said it, that Forerunner is family. Mm-hmm. We hope you, you now get a better sense of why we say that. Like, we truly are a family. And if you've missed anything in the last two hours, I don't know what you've been doing. Go back and listen. And in the meantime, remember this. You can mentor. Have a great week.